0: Right, I think we are ready to go. So, hello, filmy people. Thank you so much for those who are joining in and those of you who will continue to join over this live stream. Now, of course, this is a podcast, of course, but it's also a live stream going on at the same time. So, you might hear the occasional audio snafu or John going to get a packet of crisps. Don't worry, everything is going to carry on as normal. So, with that in mind, let's get this pod started. In a cloud where there are already too many film
1: podcasts... You have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy to me.
0: Hello and welcome to the Talk Film to Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. This is the first time we are trying a live stream. We are using Podbeam, uh, the podcast service, which we've been with for the last couple of years. I think they're promoting us on Twitter right now, which is fantastic. Thank you guys. And uh, what more can I say? I'm joined with my boy, the guy that I started this with two years ago. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. John, the music man of Twitter on film Twitter. How are you doing, pal? I am uh,
1: very, very good. It's very exciting to be live. All the erms are going to stay in. Um, There's one right there. There we go. Start as we mean to go on. But yeah, how are you doing, mate?
0: I'm doing good, pal. The other night, so me and the missus were sitting down watching uh, Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? Has that passed you by yet?
1: I was desperate to see it in the West End or Broadway, you know, preferably. But... I did watch the Disney version because I kind of, uh, I kind of felt like I'm never actually going to get to see it live. And they did such a good job on that man. You really feel like you're there, and you actually get some other part, like the close-ups of the faces. You get so much more actually from watching it on a screen. Um, But I loved it. Mm. What about you?
0: I, I'm not, a, well, I don't want to say I'm not a musical man. I, I've, I've enjoyed the odd musical, but um, I really, really liked this. Um, it's not an actual, I'm not actually giving a review. I'm just saying I watched it. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't realise Lin-Manuel Miranda was so talented. And for those of you who haven't seen it, it's basically, it's a musical that he wrote and directed and starred in himself. But um, it's obviously following the story of Alexander Hamilton. And a couple of things that struck me. One, the way they mix hip hop and musical elements in such an incredible way. All these guys and girls have got to remember so many lines and so many words. It's absolutely insane. I know your your lovely wife, Jamie, um, she's on the West End, and I just don't understand how these people can remember all these things and perform to that extent. But there was one thing. Oh, I, like, like- if I did have a complaint, it would be this, is that I appreciate if you're in the actual crowd seeing this, then you are yeah you're you're part of the experience you have a lovely intermission and everything else the disney plus version is i think two hours 40 minutes and it felt like it like i was literally like me and my wife like oh my god i just want to go to bed like it is really good but it's just there is too much of a good thing i think and um but i i still really really fucking enjoyed it
1: that's why you have an intermission see you've got to do it in two parts that's how you would do it in the theater um but yeah, no. The reason I laughed through your sense was one of Jamie's most common uh, annoyances is when people come up to it after a show and be like, "How do you remember all those words?" I don't know about <laughs> that, but so you just did a classic cliche. How did that? But I know what you mean. There's even there's probably three times the amount of words in that because it's hip hop. But oh my god, it was it's just blinding music and incredible storytelling, and I. Was, I actually went all behind the scenes and, like, you know, uh, the truth of it all afterwards. You go down the right <laughs> rabbit hole, but it's incredible the attention to detail Lynn Manuel Miranda does. It's, it's, that's a tough one to say, isn't it? We should mm. probably stop there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah as mentioned this is a live stream which means there will be stuff coming up as we're talking through this as well comic-con live is happening right now uh, i can confirm that guy Ritchie is currently trending because he just got a parking ticket there we go guys was it a parking ticket no he he was using his phone while texting and that's why he's trending right now uh usually it's because of his films have you got a favorite guy Ritchie movie uh, no nah, snatch <laughs> it's gotta be Snatch. <laughs> snatch
1: um or lock stock isn't it um what recent ones
0: he did uh he done rock and roller um which was okay um he done that oh there was a king arthur movie he done um which you can tell the ambition they had this big plan to want to make this um massive sprawling epic and they got charlie Hannum involved and it was meant to be like seven or eight movies in fact recently charlie Hannum was doing a um well, I say recently, uh, there was like a, a work from home conferency thing done and he was uh, presenting on a panel and they asked him about King Arthur specifically and he said that, yes, I was signed up to do a number of movies, but unfortunately uh, it didn't work out and I believe that was due to some miscasting and he says, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, we all know what he meant. It's because he got David Beckham in for that one scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've got one. I've just IMDB'd it. He did Mean Machine, 2001, which is actually quite a bad movie, but Vinnie (laughs) Jones is in prison and creates a football team, and he's hard as nails, you know.
0: I know, but that trope has been done so many times, right? Like, Didn't it originally start from The Longest Yard, the Burt Reynolds movie? I don't know if they're like the first. If anyone's online, and can correct us on that and let us know. But basically, there was a... um, there was a movie called The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds, and essentially it was the prisoners uh, in a prison taking on the guards in a sport, and I think the sport was American football in the original version, and there's been loads of incarnations where it's been a cricket match, it's been a football match, and they even remade The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler, I do believe, um, back in the day, and Burt Reynolds even does a cameo in that. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack on, John. Should we do some news? Go for it. Tenet which is what Yorkshire people say for people that rent out their flats but it's also the name of Christopher <laughs> Nolan's next movie and unfortunately you know we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast about uh, what is going to happen in a COVID world because at the start of this pandemic Mr Nolan came out and said don't worry guys I've got this I'm going to be saving cinema the crusty the clown logic of I'll have 100% of the audience this is going to succeed and um, unfortunately cinema still aren't opening and that has meant this film keeps being delayed but not massively delayed they keep saying oh no next week or maybe in July or maybe at the end of July and it has now been delayed again but instead Warner Brothers has come out and said they're going to be delaying it in America indefinitely that means that Tenet will be released in staged releases across Europe but uh, they have no date yet for the US so at the moment it is scheduled for I do believe the 12th of August uh, in Europe to be coming out and then at some point in the future now Chris Nolan right now must be flipping tables punching walls in an Adam uh, Driver style marriage alarm marriage story um this is a shame right like i'm dying to see this movie yeah
1: and it's got all this this pent up uh this momentum and because i mean you know there's not going to be any
0: you made that sound far dirtier not. than you meant it to be <laughs>
1: I think that's going to be my new MO for live podcasting. Yeah, just make things sound dirty.
0: Make everything sound dirty. You can, it, it's fine. It's all It's all good, man. It's all good. One thing yeah. that's starting to really um, get to me about this is that I keep reading lots of stuff about Tenet, and I'm really, really excited. And a lot of this comes from, obviously, the cast talking about the movie and all that sort of stuff. But specifically... Every time they speak to any of the leads or the stars in this movie, they keep saying the same thing: "Of, I ain't got a fucking clue what this film's about." If I'm being honest, I I, I read my scene. I Christopher Nolan works in mysterious ways, and that is it. I, I I do my stuff, and well, I I will see it when you guys see it. So um, yeah, I I don't know if that's a good approach to making films. Like, just no one knows what the hell is going on. And to be fair, Nolan oh, has been. Brilliant. Do you? I don't know. Um, can't, wouldn't it be funny if, like, Tenet turns out to be like a real standard run-of-the-mill, nothing, ha- nothing. Uh, there's no twists. There's no time things. Although we know it's time things, but get, you know, you get the joke. Um, wouldn't it be funny if he lets you just go? It's a straightforward movie. He's, like, oh, he's a, he's a spy. There you go. Have two hours of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never. Nolan. Like, I like sp-
0: Nolan for that. He
1: keeps us guessing. Even very exactly. true. I think that's brilliant.
0: so um we're talking about long run times and the runtime got announced uh just before they announced they're going to indefinitely delay it. and it's basically it's going to be like it's similar to um to hamilton it's going to be two hours 40 odd minutes and uh, everyone's going well it's Nolan, right you can expect it but um yahoo decided to flip it and say it's one of his shortest movies truth is that all his films are so truff like chuffing long that that's like not really saying so much but uh anyway i think we've exhausted the tenant news but uh, i can't wait to see it i tell you we're something that i really Ugh, i just
1: hours. we're not doing anything any- are we lenny come on everyone's true screaming out for a blockbuster so get it out there please we need
0: it well, I'll tell you something that I, I kind of, the more I hear about this, the more I like it. Now, you and me have been joking about this for years when they started announcing that it's going to be a Tetris movie. And we were like, oh, please, no. And we assumed the same as most of film Twitter, which is they're going to make some shitty narrative to somehow tie it in Tetris a la Battleship. And uh, we got some news about that Tetris movie today. Um, not only have they landed Taron Egerton as their lead, but they've said, no of course it's not going to be that it's the story of the guy who made the video game tetris that's the <laughs> film how can you make no You <laughs> so i found that quite charming and funny yeah
1: no i'm bang up for this you know me i'm a video game geek i love a video game movie although we've exhausted the uh, fact that there aren't many really successful ones but i am bang up for this i think tetris is a fascinating game and it's the russian creator right i think yeah so the
0: concert is set during the 80s taran egerton plays a dutch gentleman who is the inventor of tetris and he is trying to release the game on consoles and there is a big brush up with the soviet union Uh, apparently it's kind of like a comedy more towards the drama part i just realized taran egerton has done like he's he's pretty young already right like and the guy's already got an amazing cv how many biopics has this dude done he done eddie the eagle he's done uh, Elton John and now he's going to add the Tetris guy sorry i don't know your name so to he's to he's repertoire um like what the and you know this is going to be a pub quiz question in years time of what's Eddie the eagle tetris and Elton John got in common
1: yeah, he's great though he seems to be one of those method actors who can just become a character and he does it so well and yeah like you said he's he's young how old is he he's
0: it has got to be in, like, mid-20s or something. Yeah, yeah. sickens me, these talented people, John. But (laughs) someone who doesn't look particularly good, but still very, very talented, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. How happy are you to hear that they are working together once again?
1: Yeah, man, this is amazing news. So, uh, comedy Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. So, it looks like kind of a parody of paranormal investigators, and you can imagine it's going to have a lot of... Uh, Tom Frawlery and Simon Peggs sort or of Nick Frost collaboration. It's going to be amazing. Is Edgar Wright
0: part of it? No, he's not involved in this, although there will be cameos from people that have worked with Nick and Simon in the past. I have a feeling we will see. I'm going to put my money on it now. Bill Bailey is going to pop up randomly as a weirdo yeah. in it. Um, yeah. You know, you can yeah, all of a sudden. Oh God, what's Dylan Moran? If they can get Dylan Moran involved somehow, like that would be absolutely incredible. But for those who don't know, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg have been working together on a TV show. It's a TV show that they are producing as well. They have put together a production house. And this is one of the first things that's coming out of the pike. It's going to be called Truth Seekers. It's a comedy uh, set in the UK uh, following a bunch of paranormal uh, investigators. They're going to be investigating obviously just weird and wonderful events that have been going through the uk recording it for a fictional tv show it sounds hilarious this sounds right up my alley um and we need something like this it's been a minute since we've had anything where it's like a just a, a lovely comedian doing a cool tv show uh, what was the last one? is Life? would would you count life as afterlife sorry as like the last time we've had something like that
1: yeah although i wasn't a massive fan of that to be honest but I thought season one was all right memory. and Nick Frost is on form, isn't he? He's, he's done
0: a few good, really awesome movies. So I think this could be good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So just as we're starting to head towards the the never ends of news, let's talk about a bit about Keanu Reeves. Um, this man, Like he's 55, and at the age of 55, he has had a, a Keanu renaissance with, uh, obviously, the John Wick movies propelled him back into the public zeitgeist, but also some other endeavours are coming back. So Bill head uh face the music that's coming out very very soon can't wait for that and uh he's he's gonna appear in a computer game as well cyberpunk um new game is coming out towards the end of this year covid uh, permitting and everything else and um, he not only is he i'm just laughing at so we tend to we'll post up on the twitter account wherever we find news so if anyone go. You know, says, oh, you said something that wasn't correct. Whatever, go, look, this is at the time of recording. We got this news from here. I was reading the CNN write-up for this about Keanu Reeves, and they're like, is there anything he can do? I was like, oh, my God, I'll clickbait you could have been But essentially, the news is that he is writing a comic book. Uh, he has partnered with a company called Boom Comics. Uh, they recently acquired the rights to make Power Rangers in terms of comics and stuff like that, and they've been making some pretty cool stuff. So Keanu Reeves has wrote a comic book, and it's going to be coming out in October. It's called Berserker. It's following the story of an immortal... Very Highlander-esque slash old guard now. And uh, the idea is that he has been alive for thousands of years and he has had to move from place to place trying to find refuse. And finally, he finds a job working for the US government doing all their dirty stuff. And basically, you look at the artwork and you go, you've just drawn Keanu Reeves there. Being Keanu Reeves and killing <laughs> loads of people. To so be it looks, it sounds fucking awesome, like you've got my money. But this is clearly and apparently there are movie rights that have been snapped up. So this is essentially Keanu Reeves making a job for himself, a future Keanu Reeves.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. As if he, you know, he he can get any job he wants,
1: but he wants to write. That's cool, man. I think it looks wicked. And let's see. I sort of feel like it's gonna be either absolutely God-awful, or it's going to be genius and nothing in
0: between. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. And um, you know, Apparently, the, the comic looks pretty dope, to be fair. The story sounds pretty amazing. Um, although, all of a sudden, I have a feeling that this kind of trope of immortal people that have been living through centuries, influencing history, is going to become a massive thing. Because if you look at the old guard that come out recently on Netflix, absolutely fantastic. They recently announced on their Twitter account and I don't do it this often, but they've been doing it during the pandemic. I think because Netflix, their trajectory has been absolutely incredible as we know, but quarter to quarter, they keep having the show growth and they're starting to show viewing numbers for the first time really uh, in an open way to the public. And, you see that when you turn on the Netflix app they'll do top 10 this is the top thing to watch now and they've been slowly introducing this over the last few months but now it's come to a point where they're actually telling you numbers so at uh, the most uh, top streamed movies of all time on Netflix the old guard is sitting right at the top with 96 million streams uh, since it has been launched which is absolutely incredible now uh, i won't claim to have done the maths so i stole this from mark bernard who's an absolute legend and um, let's say every one of those accounts uh equals ten dollars which is fair to say to be fair because uh or twelve dollars sorry every every one account probably is used in a household and that probably equates to you know probably enough for to say fair enough that could probably be one cinema ticket sold that means that would have raked in 860 million dollars globally and uh yeah that shows the box office potential of a good ip great characters great actors and yes you know you can turn around and say to me but what about covid that's why everyone was watching it because they were at home but uh, essentially um the whole point of of this little ramble is that people are going to copy this because it's very successful and i'm not going to be surprised if we are flooded with these sort of things don't get me wrong i love a good immortal movie highlander's the one that kind of sticks out but i think old guard's going to take that mantle what about you john
1: yeah no i think you're right why why do you think Netflix, only just like eking it out. They're very sensitive, um, obviously. It's, it's a lot to do with shareholders, right? And
0: Yeah, I think it's a shareholder thing. I definitely think it's a shareholder play. I think it's because their biggest challenge they're going to have as we come out of COVID is retention so believe it or not there are people that just subscribe do the free trial and bugger off and obviously being at home means people kind of want to stick around a little bit more and also their biggest challenge is going to be eking out the content now because there's going to be all of a sudden uh, a stop in in the supply chain because they're not making much content anymore yes there are certain projects that are continuing and there are certain ways you can go about. I think we're going to be flooded with animation. I think we're going to be flooded with, uh, and this is by the way, long may it continue if it does, because some of the things, especially Netflix's animation recently, it's been, yeah, look at stuff like Klaus and stuff like that. Um, I think we're going to be flooded with a lot of that sort of stuff because you can make it digitally. You can make it remotely. You can do your voiceovers hundreds of miles away from each other. We're doing this fucking podcast like 30 miles away from each other, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just about happening. So um, I think we will be inundated with that sort of stuff rather than the big live-action thing. But one of the things I don't want to watch, I do not want to see, is I can imagine there's lots of people doing the Zack Snyder thing of I'm going to make a movie on my iPhone in my house and like edit it together which is cool very creative but if if i see just an, an absolute flood of quarantine movies i'm gonna i'm gonna want to throw up man yeah. like, I, we're living it now like this is already a shit episode of black mirror we don't need to to see any more of that
1: well there is already the quintessential pandemic movie was made
0: eight years ago wasn't it uh oh my god yeah which was a uh... there's a couple isn't there so there's there is a film called quarantine and that's a remake of a spanish film called wreck and it's basically a zombie movie but in the remake the american version they went and got i can't forgive me i can't remember her name the lady who played dexter's sister in the tv show she's like the main lead in it and they did do a real shitty low budget sequel called quarantine on a plane you'll never guess what it's about um (laughs) what's what's a good quarantine movie or what's a good like pandemic movie i know every fucking film cast as as absolutely exhausted that but we ain't done it what's your favorite sort of zombie no, i don't want to say zombie but just like pandemic-y movie
1: contagion um yeah the one um it's i only watched it during this uh quarantine actually just and it the amount of stuff it's prophesies over uh and how relatable it is to this moment i don't think it got a lot of attention at the time because you know No, you're not going to say blockbuster movies about a pandemic. It's not a very sexy subject, but it's absolutely incredible. Uh, The cast of characters will blow your mind. It's got some incredible actors. Matt Damon plays uh, a lead along with Gwyneth Paltrow and Lawrence Fishburne. And I feel feel like it was funded by the CDC in America or something because it was like incredibly well-researched and... And really interesting, but honestly, watch if you haven't had enough of coronavirus and you want just that little bit more six months <laughs> into this pandemic, do watch Contagion. It is a fantastic
0: movie, but honestly,
1: after that, you won't want to watch another one.
0: Fair enough. I think my favourite. I mean, I haven't watched Contagion because, I, to be honest, I just don't want to. I don't want to experience any more of this this rid at the moment. I think maybe when I'm a bit far removed, I'll give it a go in your recommendation. But my favourite was. Um, do you remember Outbreak? The Dustin Hoffman movie yes that was incredible and I, I mean it's one of those films which I I hope still ages well like I, I wouldn't want to sometimes you visit a film and go oh this hasn't aged too well it's not that good uh that was the same with me and my daughter sat down and watched last action hero the other day and I remember yeah. it being so oh, good yes. and it's 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 not holding up which know. is such a shame a bit demolition manny oh, i don't know I'd, I'd go to bat for <laughs> demolition man i i love that movie yeah, but I, uh, you're probably right man you're probably right there's probably <laughs> a thing to it there um which is you know kind of a, a kind of shame anyway speaking about global pandemics let's uh, wrap off the news with talking about the walking dead john i know it's not one of your favorite tv shows but it was one of no, my favorite tv shows for a very long time this is where i glaze over crack on it. walking dead news <laughs> so basically um the walking dead movie is uh, being worked on at the moment in case you weren't aware rick grimes is going to be returning which is fantastic but recently robert kirkman gave an update on a bunch of projects that are going on He specifically is talking about the rick grimes movie basically saying that they were pretty much ready to go just before lockdown but unfortunately covid shut everything down which meant he had an opportunity to go revisit the script and the story which he's actu- he's actually calling a bit of a silver lining in his exact words i'm able to punch it up now so i'm a lot happier with what we've got i feel like the fans are going to get something even better now now that's me that 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 makes it sound like he's basically saying i kind of phoned it in before so now i've actually had times you know when you're like you had your homework due and uh you've kind of quickly done it on the bus or you've done it on the train and all of a sudden you find out the teacher's sick so you can send it in next week and you actually have a weekend to give it a chance i feel like mr kirkman's had to had that opportunity (laughs)
1: Yeah, let it settle in. Well,
0: there you go. Can I wake up again? You can wake up again, John. You can wake up. Look, a lot of people. It's one. It was one of the most watched TV shows going. I know the audience has declined. And the one, like, if I go through our our feedback, we get on. And by the way, people, if you are listening, and want to give us some feedback, please do. Uh, one of the feedbacks we got careful, from one of our fans careful. was, uh, "I can't believe you dropped the clanger. That um, that 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 Rick's gonna die in the show." And I was like. It's, we kind of knew that right it was news and so um yeah there's a lot of people that feel really passionately about that show john and god damn it i am one of them so anyway that is your news for this week anyway john shall we have a review
1: normally we'd have a little break here wouldn't we
0: we'd have a little break you go for a cigarette oh, uh,
1: <laughs> cigarette we um this isn't 2002 come on now
0: <laughs> anyway let's go straight into a review It's going to be a beautiful
1: wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. Hi.
0: Palm Springs It is a new film that's available on the streaming service Hulu, which is not available in the UK. So not many people in the UK have had a chance to watch this movie unless you are very sneaky, in which I applaud your tenacity. John, are you a Hulu man? You ever actually, Do you know what Hulu is? Have you had a chance to ever get onto their stuff?
1: No, never. But normally there's like a sister uh, UK service like Sky Atlantic take a lot of um, AMC stuff. But yeah, unfortunately,
0: we, there isn't in the UK happened, yet. No, they don't. But um, this is more for our American audiences and anyone who has the means to be able to get hold of this movie, yeah. Palm Springs. It is a comedy. It is absolute. Uh, a lot of people have said... Ah, um, oh, it's not that innovative. It's kind of taking the whole time loop thing and doing it again and again. Look, I I, I hear you, but at the same time, I don't give a shit. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, so let's go straight to it. So this film is set over the course of a 24-hour period that keeps going through a loop again and again and again and again. It's directed by Max Berbaco. It has also got some amazing stars in this. It's got Adam Sandberg. Uh, you may know him as Jake Peralta in the Andy amazing Sandberg. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What'd I say,
1: isn't it? Andy, Andy did I say Sandberg?
0: Adam? I think you did. That's I think Sandberg. I think
1: I did. Life okay, fact so
0: yeah, life back <laughs> check. <laughs> Talk wrong which me, it's full of shit. they keep saying Adam Sandberg. Exactly, Adam Sandberg. <laughs> so, Andy Sandberg, thank you, is uh, playing the leading this, as well as Camilla Mendes. So, basically, um, and it's also got Christian Maloti in it as well. So, basically, the concept of this film is that it's a wedding. It's a wedding going on in Palm Springs, and uh, this guy called Niles meets a lovely lady called Sarah. They get it on, something really weird happens involving them by a cave, and then all of a sudden, Sarah wakes up and the day has started again. And she thinks, What the hell's going on? Okay, I'll, I'll just maybe it was a weird dream and meets Niles again, who's like, You remember last night? And all of a sudden, they both realize they are in a time loop. There's kind of a twist, though. Niles has been in this time loop for thousands of iterations. We don't know exactly how many times he's been, but literally millions of iterations. Think Groundhog Day mixed with four weddings and a funeral. But it's actually really fucking funny still. Um, The idea that this time loop stuff is just... I, I. I know it's been used a lot, but I generally really enjoyed this movie. It came out in July 10th uh, in the US. And like I say, there is currently no plans to release in the UK, but I am encouraging you to watch this, whether it's you can get free trial on a VPN on Hulu or whatever it needs to watch this movie, because I generally think that Andy, not Adam Sandberg is one of the most hilarious guys going. I think his pop star movie is so underrated. I also really like him as Jake Peralta in Brooklyn nine nine. You ever, you ever watched Brooklyn nine nine?
1: I have it hasn't been like a sticker for me I do enjoy the odd episode but I haven't watched it all I have to admit but he is he's a talent man he's brilliant and he's done a lot of Saturday Night Live as well right
0: yes yes and i think some of the producers from saturday night live uh, are involved behind the scenes specifically on this movie as well um so another interesting twist that happens i'm not i don't want to go into the details too much because you know it's kind of what you expect it's 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 niles the main guy who literally knows everything that's going to happen when it's going to happen so he uses that to his advantage he shows there's hilarious montages of him literally trying everything possible to trying to get it on with the bride to uh, planting a bomb in the cake because he just thought it would be funny to literally trying to bang everyone and he constantly goes and gets drunk and wakes up with no hangover what a life to live and um, but also we've got jk simmons in this movie as well he plays uh, another person that is also in a similar situation and he goes a bit psychotic and he is very psychotic in this movie look it's very heart it's filmed in a very very hilarious way there's kind of a weird ending which some people got their backs up with i'm not going to go into detail of it but i generally really really enjoyed this movie i am going to go four out of five it is doing very well on rotten tomatoes it currently stands at 93 percent. the audience score is 90 percent, which is absolutely incredible and we've got some really really interesting reviews so let's have a look let's see what a rotten person said first of all live clicking here, uh, A wrong person said, this feels derivative, almost to the point of distraction. And while it's try and try again, exchanges can be funny. The film feels as a boring flesh out, even under the 90 minutes runtime. That's from Brian Lowey. I know, Brian, I used to work with him at (laughs) CNN. Um, Brian, you are a top critic. I completely concur, but uh, I do not agree with you on this one. It's a really punchy. The 90 minutes, in my opinion, makes it incredible as well, because really, really good pacing. I agree. (laughs) One of the year's best romances, I'm going to be honest, And if anyone says this is the best thing of 2020, that doesn't really say much because nothing really gets released in 2020. But anyway, John, I think this is right up your street. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think it's well worth the four out of five. Uh, What's your thoughts?
1: It's got a 90% audience to 93% critics. So that's sound. I mean, there's a lot building up to it. And I love J.K. Simmons in a comedic role because I think he's underrated, underused, Immediately, so i'm looking
0: forward to it i hope you're well cool right, I, you know, I generally I, loved I, it man i, I jubbed it so Vinny, we just had a, a comment in a person called Vinny says can you please tell me about american movie well there you go pal like we talked about palm springs it's not even available in the uk um or american movie all right where should we go uh american tale do you remember that growing up fearful classic steven spielberg uh, animation no, i don't Kind <laughs> <laughs> no, of, no, 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 that that <laughs> film broke my heart. So that film is literally about like this little mouse family that immigrate to America, the Mouskovich, and uh, yeah, ah, oh, that that brings back some memories. And there was a sequel, Feifel Goes West, uh, American Made, Tom Cruise. You ever seen that one as well?
1: No, is this like uh, is American movie? Are you talking about a generic American movie?
0: I'm just talking about just generic movies? Av- movies with America in the <laughs>
1: title. <laughs> 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 wow well that's gone vague um, uh, that's got that's gone habit. very
0: vague nah well there you go john some homework for you there so there you have it palm springs four out of five It's available on hulu and other means if you can get it so anyway john wow. usually i'll play like some nice music in nice music out but uh, to be honest i haven't got the the studio hooked up for that sort of stuff so we're just gonna have the outro that way normally but let's uh should we do a game a live game
1: of course yeah, do a live game. i just want to give a shout out to the disaster Artist before because i know we talked about it before but i finally got around to watching it this week and also watched obviously clips from the room the film which it's based on which is allegedly the worst movie ever made and i absolutely bloody loved it man i that was a good recommendation from you it's such a fun movie i think it's one of the best seth rogan movies i've seen actually um, I think he's really good in it, and James Franco, he just gets my opinion of his him goes up every movie I see him in. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those mm. actors that's just he seems to be able to just m- metamorphose into all these crazy characters, and they just get more every movie is just completely different. I, I highly rate him, especially in comedies.
0: Oh no, man, I, I that in there? yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I. I only, I didn't really, I grated against disaster, disaster artists. I don't know why. Um, I can, I, you know, when you watch something, you go, I can clearly see this is very good and I understand why people really enjoy this. But like, I just generally can't, can't think of like why I would want to watch this movie. And I know it sounds really horrible, but uh, yeah, I mean, and don't run the Franco, I think it's him and his brother in it, right? And um, both very, very talented people. Yeah. And, you know. and they have this
1: homoerotic kind of, thing going on beneath the surface which makes it even more uncomfortable because you know the actors are brothers but nothing happens it's fine i'm sure but i have to disagree fully. i think i have a particular draw i'm particularly drawn to terrible things you know if something's like <laughs> at terrible music i'm a big fan of you know just the worst sounding music and equally the most odd, weird B movies. I am all in for, and a movie, a really well produced movie about one of them, and behind the scenes. Oh my god, it was set up perfectly for me. So, but I know you, you like you like your epics and you like your good storytelling and your high production. But oh, boring. <laughs> <My laughs> I <quality> want <laughs> movies rubbish. <laughs> so
0: What's, What's like? A, I know we have done this as a feature like years ago, but let's let's yeah. revisit it for a second. What was like your most? what films that everyone else loves that you just can't get on with? Like disaster eyes for me. That's, that's one of them there. Oh, what else is that? People absolutely adore that. You just go, you know what? It just didn't, I can see why it's good, but it just didn't great with me. Um,
1: oh. um, do you know what I was thinking? One that we were thinking of reviewing, but um, it came out a little while ago. So we sort of missed the boat, but Da Five Bloods, the Spike Lee latest movie. I, that's an interesting one because the critics loved it. It's got a 92%. Audience, 53%. And I am in the audience camp for that one because I really think it's a strange, like slightly confused movie uh, that did not fly by for me. Um, I think it has had some really interesting parts and like quite educational in some ways. But as a movie, I just thought it was quite bad. But I am in the minority. um, with other people criticizing
0: it but i don't know mm, what about, no I, yeah. I, to be honest I, I wasn't as down on it as you were on it but i do agree i think black clansman is the superior film not that you know
1: fast every... yeah um
0: oh dare i say it uh, there are some times i think nolan goes a little bit off piece i didn't really i didn't particularly enjoy dunkirk that much i know a lot of people really enjoyed it but for me the f- whole influence. like f you i just it didn't really didn't really do that great for me like i'd much rather have watched interstellar or something like that and i know a lot of people say interstellar's really like up its own ass but i just i just didn't i'm i'm kind of done with war movies and i know that's like blasphemy for you john i know you absolutely adore (laughs) them but uh i just think there's only so many times i can see a scene of like a beach and Pete and soldiers invading it right
1: Mm, no i've never seen a nolan movie that i haven't enjoyed momentously so memento particular, but uh, so yeah i have to disagree and i've got a first bloodthirsty uh type for war movies as you know it's not helpful yeah. but
0: fair enough all right, all right all right let's let's take take 10 seconds okay I want you to think of your top five Nolan movies. And if anyone joins on the chat, feel free to get involved in this as well. Uh, okay, so you got... I'll give you 10 seconds to think. Five fucking hours later. <laughs> All right, Let's okay. So
1: top five. yeah. This is too hard because I, so many of his movies I would put in like my top 10, top 20 movies. But um,
0: number Okay, five, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah, you, you go first. Go on. All right. Okay. So my top five. Number one. Actually, no, I'll start at number five. Okay. Go at Number yeah, five. Go I'm going to go with Dark Knight Rises. Uh, it's got its moments. It's a conclusion, but it's not as great uh so that's that's number five we're gonna go dark knight rises okay i'm going to also say at number four batman begins okay i'll put that in there um at number three i'm going to go with interstellar because i generally love that movie to pieces i'm then going to put the dark knight in uh at number two number one Oh, I know a lot of people will be like, why put so much Batman in there? I like Batman, right? Get over it. Uh, number one, yeah. for me, I'm going to go with the Prestige. Yeah. Because that was such I a surprise package, and he didn't overdo the whole timey thing. I think he's got to a point now yeah. where literally it's like time's a construct, and I like to twist things and love powers the universe and all that sort of stuff. But like, yeah, I think he's got this a bit is M. Knight Shamalian. Yeah, yeah, like you can kind of see where you can see the lines, you can see that the strings on the puppet, right? Go on, then, what's your top five? Oh, this is bloody
1: hard, mate. All right, I'm gonna go Interstellar Five. Yep, uh, followed by The Prestige, followed by The Dark Knight, followed by Inception, followed by Dunkirk. Oh, oh, I can't. There you I go. Can't well, that by the way, That's just, <laughs> I'm just riffing, but I think, yeah, yeah,
0: it's all like good. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap off with a game. So I'm going to revisit the game that we played a couple of weeks ago, John. Uh, don't worry, it's got different answers, so you can't you can't just cheat. Uh, Hanks or Cruise? Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. The best of the Toms out there. Yes, there's also Tom Hardy, Tom Hiddleston, and everything else in between. But I want to talk about the big guns. Uh, I've got a list of their movies and titles. John, I'm going to list a movie to you, and you have to say Hanks or Cruise. You will have 30 seconds. Let me go. Let's me you know, let not question the integrity of this game. Let's go fucking stopwatch on the go. Um, unfortunately I didn't have the stopwatch ready so just give me a second to get this on my phone um, I was tempted to go play that intermission music again but but not. don't worry it's not like a Hamilton thing um, okay so John are you ready to go go on then hit me okay 30 seconds starting now a league of their own Hanks or Cruz Cruz no it wasn't beautiful, really. day, in- beautiful day in the neighbourhood Hanks or Cruz Hanks Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Hanks or Cruise. Cruise. Charlie's war, Hanks or Cruise. Hanks. Risky Business, Hanks or Cruise. Cruise. Far and away, Hanks or Cruise. I, we have 30 seconds up, but I'll let you finish. Far and away. Yep. Um cruise? You are correct on that one, John. So, in 30 seconds, you answered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And out of the seven, you got five correct. So, yeah, you, you didn't start off well off the bat. League of Their Own was Hanks. No, uh, you, I knew that um, as well. That's No, 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 no. Oh, actually, no, you didn't answer. You, you answered one wrong, not, not, um, not, I skipped Mission Impossible because I realised I'd done a Mission Impossible movie straight away. Uh, so, anyway, you got you got six out of sorry, you got five out of six.
1: What do I win this
0: week? Uh, your dignity, John. You still get to keep your film Twitter card. I got it back. That's what. To be honest,
1: that is the best I've ever done in one of these stupid games. That <laughs> me the fraud I am. So uh, I appreciate that. Nice. Millions okay. Listeners can now hear that I indeed can tell my hanks from my cruises.
0: And <laughs> he, like that, all right, all right, Johnny, boy, affairs. we're we're at 47 minutes. Let's let's call it a pod. Oh, I've just seen that. Uh, pod Beater just been retweeting us quite nicely. Could have done that an hour ago, fellas. Anyway, we are very appreciative of the opportunity. So let's call it for what it is. Let's end this pod. I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to tonight, then click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever it means to get you get more content from Talk Film with me. This is the conclusion of the last two weeks worth of pods that we've been recording saving up for our big return for season two this is the fourth episode in the season so far i want to thank everyone that has been involved so far helen o'hara uh, we had michael Carden edwards as well as joanne and of course my boy john so desco we are back we are filmier than ever but more importantly how can people find you you can find me wallowing in the cesspit of hell that is twitter at Descomento there we go we'll be back next week back to the usual pod back to the usual shenanigans and there's going to be lots of cool stuff in between i should point out we are partnering with laha truffles just check out the description to find out more about that Uh, if you like chocolate john do you like chocolates yeah how to the yes Well, well, good news. Uh, We're going to be working with these guys because they're going to be testing their chocolate truffle trade. They're going to be working with us to find people to test their product with, and they'll be giving away boxes on our live streams and on our Twitter feed in the near future. So, John, we'll be sharing details about that very, very soon. Anyway, more importantly, stay stay safe, wash those hands, keep a meter apart, Black Lives Matter, and stay filmy. Bye-bye.